is Havala's podcast, and I'm Havala Cunnington. Welcome to this week's edition of, well, Life with Havala or Home with Havala. <laughs> There's a lot going on over here. Um, but first of all, can I just say what happened to our January? I mean, legitimately felt like I turned around and it was already January 13th and 14th. I'm like, what just happened? Usually I'm ready to start that new year. I've geared up. But from the beginning of Thanksgiving, I could not keep up. It wasn't like I had this really busy schedule or my calendar was packed full. It just felt like one thing was coming after the other. And by the time we got into Christmas, it was like, oh, we're already here. Okay, yeah, we made this happen. And then January, and by the time I really got my head around starting a brand new year and starting fresh, no joke, we were at least a week into January. So if you feel a little behind, uh, you're not alone. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Um, I, I feel like I'm not alone, and we all kind of went through that. But today, I want to give you some of the ways that Ben and I structure our home and our calendar and really what 2020 is going to look like for us. I'm going to give you exactly what I do to make this year, well, to set this year up for success, for efficiency, and also space to be and be present to what is in front of us. So I'm going to give you all those little things that we do. So if you like to take notes, you may want to come back and grab a pen and paper and write this stuff down. I'll give you a few minutes and talk about something else so you can go and get what you need. Now, if you've been following our lives at all, I've got, well, two really big things to talk to you about. First thing is, if you can't hear it, you might hear a smile in my voice. And that is because we, I'm sitting in my brand new office. It's true. <laughs> we have been in renovation for the last three-ish months at our house. Um, we had this plan to renovate and do some changes. And we had kind of waited on it because we, we were going to buy a new home. We were going to change houses. We needed an extra bedroom. We needed uh, some kind of body of water because we live in, in the dead heat of Northern California. And we just needed a change. And so we went on our house hunting journey for, oh, I don't know, over a year, even put some bids on a couple homes and nothing seemed to transpire. And you know, you just keep knocking on a door and knocking on a door and making sure that fear isn't keeping you from responding or maybe, uh, you know, pushing a door open if you're more on that, that side of the, of the street. But nothing seemed to happen. And eventually, I just knew God is saying no. I mean, I don't want him to say no. <laughs> I want him to say yes. <laughs> I would enjoy it if God would say yes to me right now. But after all the things we did, it just felt like nothing was going through. And so we decided to invest our savings to renovate our home a little bit and get it going for the next season. And I won't talk more about that, but that's really why I'm sitting in a newly renovated office. And I'll tell you what, if I am not clear and anointed today, then I don't know what I'm going to need. <laughs> this, is, this is pretty fantastic. I've never had a at-home office in the 15 years of marriage that I've had with my husband. And so I, I don't know what to do with myself. I mean, I'm leaving things out. I've got three cups of coffee sitting in front of me. Um, I've got books and I have all my devices plugged in and 
I don't have to get up and move all this stuff and put it away. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm officially an adult. So I'm very excited. And I'll tell you what, this last season has been a season of, I don't know, fulfillment and just pushing, pushing to pioneer things. And the house was kind of one of those things where we were pioneering our, our house to get it done. But over at Truth to Table, we also have had a significant pioneer moment. And for those of you that follow Truth to Table, and if you don't know what that is or who we are, Truth to Table is a nonprofit ministry based out of Redding, California, where we spend all of our energy resourcing purpose-minded women through Bible studies, online courses, and just how to bring your truth to your table every single day. We even have a private community that uh, is not open currently, but it, it is open at certain times of the year where they come and they sit around our table virtually and it's become our table tribe and they it's people from all over the world that come and hang out with us. And so we officially decided that we needed to we needed to make a beachhead. We needed to get on the ground. And I even did some research on that term. And what it really meant was that it's, it's really where you take ground on enemy land so that you can actually bring your other forces and begin to move toward taking over the whole land. And I felt that that's what Truth the Table was going through in this season. We needed to get a beachhead. We needed to get on ground and take some ground so we could bring all of our forces to take from the enemy what he's been taking from us. And so the way we did that was we decided that we would host our first ever live Truth the Table event. Now you may think, Havala, you've never had a live event? Well, not at Truth the Table. You guys follow me. You know I speak all over and get to be at a ton of really phenomenal women's events and Sunday services and conferences. And I'll tell you what, people, they just do incredible work around the States. There's no reason that you can't find a vibrant, alive spiritual community out there. It's just impossible. There is just so many incredible leaders out there that are creating these spiritual homes everywhere that you can plug into and find your spiritual family. But we felt like it was time to create our own expression. Like there's one thing to be an aunt for a long time, but it's another thing to be a mom where you're, you know, you change your mentality, whether they're in your womb or not, or whether you gave birth to them, you're, when your title is mom, you have a different expression. And I felt like it was time to be mom and create an event where we could, we could nurture the culture so that when people came into our home or truth the table environment, they would receive the full expression of what we want to be on the earth. And so we opened up those dates. Oh, I'm going to say in November, I think it was the Black Friday weekend. And it wasn't open very long. I think we had it open for three days and you guys went crazy. Everybody bought every ticket <laughs> and people brought friends and family. And in three days we were sold out. So we spent a lot of our energy, not necessarily even talking about the event, but planning the event. And we, we rented out a venue in town. We kept it really intimate. About 350 women is what we wanted it to be at. 
I think there might've been a little more in there, but that's what we wanted. And our, I guess my whole heart was, I don't want to manage crowds. I, one day there might be that. And I, I love, I love a large room full of a lot of people. I'm not against that, but I felt like the first expression, I wanted to be able to be fully me and spend my energy on the teaching and the ministry and the relationships that were in that room. And so we started, it was a, a full day event, like nine in the morning till about 5.30 at night. And I spoke through my entire I Do Hard Things book. I did three long teachings. I had a panel of my girlfriends, how to create community uh, in your environment while you're doing hard things. And then also we did a five for five, which were five powerful women in our environment that were different ages and different seasons of life, but they've been able to live through the hard stuff and create their powerful, their powerful story. Um, and then my sister actually came up and spent some time prophesying over women and ministering with me. We had worship, we had macaroons, we had uh, vendors. We had ten vendors that were women, uh, women-owned businesses in the area that women could go and shop. So again, I feel like I'm selling this event that's already happened. So I'm sorry, but that's what we did. And the moment I got up to lead. I got so, I got so emotional and you guys know me. I'm not much of a crier. I wish I was. I think people would take me more seriously, but (laughs) it takes a bit for me to get emotional like that. And I just felt the tenderness of God in that room, like just a rich, deep presence of God just sitting there with us women and saying like, you guys can do this. And you might've had hard stuff happen to you, or you might be in hard things, but you know what? That's not the end of the story. And there's more to your life. And it was just powerful. Lots of tears, lots of prayer, lots of laughter, all the above, but it was mostly just, just a really phenomenal event. Uh, our team kicked, but I'm not kidding. It was they work so hard and there's only seven of us on, or eight of us on the team, but there's probably only about five or six of them that spent all their time doing this. And they just, they did it like a world-class event. I was shocked at the quality and just what they brought to the room. We had 20 volunteers that none of them were paid. None of them have been around us and they ran that event. They owned it. And I was just fully impressed. So if you were one of the volunteers, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful. And so guys, we want to, we want to host other events around the United States. So if you can believe with us to do that, my heart would be Midwest and then East coast in 2020. And we're working towards that. So pray for us and I'll let you know if anything happens around that. Um, I think we're we're pretty sure what our second event will be, and I'll get those details to you soon. I will say this. If you were a member, you know that we gave you a discounted price. We opened up registration earlier for you, and you had special seating up front. So here's the cool part. By the time we do the next event, membership will be open again, and you'll have a chance to grab your seat at our virtual table, but also be able to take advantage of that discount and just be an insider for Truth the Table. So Again, be thinking about that. Membership's coming up, and I'll talk more about that uh, as as we get closer. Okay, 
let's jump right into 2020 and how we plan. Now, you guys know that I have been a very busy woman for a very long time. I had four kids in five years. By the time we had our fourth kid, we had this, we literally had to restart our entire life. We moved to a new town, new job, new community, four babies, five and under. It was just unbelievably uh, tedious and overwhelming and just a ton of work. And so a lot of these habits that I do is has been birthed out of like just not wanting to do life again like we're doing it and realizing like that was really painful. Let's never do that again. <laughs> is anybody else like that? Like I never, you know, it's really bad when you're in charge of your life and you don't want to be in your life. <laughs> That's not a good thing. And what's really bad is when you think, who is doing this? Who is in charge? And then you realize, wait a minute, <laughs> that would be me. I'm in charge of my life. I'm in charge of my calendar and I'm, I'm acting like a victim to my life, but I am not a victim. And so I better make some changes. That's what powerful people do. If you just let your calendar dictate everything you need to do, then that's all you're going to be is you're going to, you're going to mark off every day. And when you turn around the next year, you're going to realize you didn't accomplish anything. Yeah. You, you made it to all the events. Yeah. You, you did all said yes to this and said yes to this and everybody's happy with you, but you're just, you're a jack of all trades. And remember this one time, one of the guys that worked for us at our church years ago, he said one of the other guys had really challenged him and he was like a total servant and worked really hard and would jump into anything and make things happen. And finally, the guy, one of the guys just challenged him, one of the leaders, and he said, listen, you're going to have to make a decision. Are you just going to run around and be a jack of all trades? And are you going to actually be excellent in one thing? And you're going to have to make a decision if that's what you're going to do, because being excellent in one thing is not being able to say yes to everybody and everything, but be very clear about what your yes is toward. And at that moment, I watched him just literally transformed before our eyes where he stopped being the yes man and stopped doing all the little things that everybody needed him to do. And he began to be a leader and nurture the leadership that was on his life. And, uh, yeah, that didn't take long for people to redefine him. So that's what we want to do. I have more about that, but I'm going to give you my practice for all of my administrative people out there that are like, Havale, you promised. Okay, here we go. First thing that I love to do is I love to spend a day in January, and we're not out of January yet, so you can still do this, or you can treat February 1st as January 1st. There are no rules to this, but I print out my entire year um, on iCloud. I'll take all those pages, or I'll buy a like a wipeable one-year calendar on Amazon. Don't worry, I'll throw that in my Amazon store. But basically, I get my entire calendar in front of me. And I write in all of the holidays, first things first, all the holidays, all the birthdays, and all the things that are just critical that I know about. So anniversaries, birthdays, and holidays are the first things that I put in my yearly calendar. And I just make sure everything is in there because I don't know why <laughs> I'm one of those. If I don't do that, I will remember the day of, or I'll think, oh my gosh, I gave birth to a child this week and I totally forgot. <laughs> so I have to have it in front of me also for budgeting purposes. So I know where my money is going that month. So the first thing I like to do is I like to look at my calendar and I like to put in the big rocks, right? So like, what are the things that have to be in the calendar year? And for me, um, on a professional level, it's all the events that I have said yes to. 
And you guys know, I book about a year to a year and a half ahead of time, the events that I know, absolutely, I'm doing that event. That's in my heart. I know God wants me to do that. I'm in. So those events go into my calendar immediately. We send out contracts for those. And I know I'm locked in so that they can trust that that they can go on their end and plan and prepare and they know that I'm coming. So we throw all those in immediately and I look at all those. And if there's something that's kind of a, I don't know yet, um, I don't, I just let it sit for a little bit. I try not to confirm anything that I'm not absolutely sure that I want to do. So I put all of those events in. Um, those are work events, have to do it on the calendar. That's what it is. I also put in all of our, trips. Now you guys know I'm a, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. So if I don't play hard, I don't work hard. Like I have to have a, a benefit to all the work that I'm doing. And if nothing else, my husband does too, even though he wouldn't naturally be someone who plans fun things. If he doesn't, then all he'll do is work, 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 work every single day, all day long. He won't stop. That's Ben Cunnington. So I have to plan things because it's just not in his nature to do that with now, if I can get him on like on a family trip or on a vacation or time away, Ben Cunnington becomes travel Ben and my life is so much happier and it's so much better. So again, there's a lot of perks for that. We just live better when we go away. I don't know if you guys are like that when we're home and the four kids are here, it's like everything needs TLC. I need to be cooking. I need to be cleaning. I need to be, you know, going through that stack of papers. I need to make sure the dog poop is picked up in the backyard. I need, I just, it's endless my list. But when we go away, we laugh more, we play more, we have better sex when we're gone. <laughs> it's just, it's just better for everybody to get away and out of the mundane. And so we, um, what I'll do is, and this is, I've told, I've told you guys this before, but this is how we do it is I like to plan one thing every quarter in the year. So, you know, the first three months I plan something, the second three months I plan something, the, the third three months. And so I just plan at least one thing during those trips. Now I have had money before and I've had no money before. I still plan it. So back in the day, when I barely had a dollar to my name, we camped. We camped a ton when I was younger. It's $35 for a campsite. I could get a tent um, at a garage sale and I baked all of our own food and we could literally get away by some lake for four or five days and that was our vacation. Other days we would, other times we would get a cheap flight to Mexico and kind of all pack into a studio and it just was what it was, but we got away. But it's just really important. Uh, one thing that we do now and it's kind of become a ritual is we always go to Disneyland at the beginning of the year. I love Disney and I love to take my time. So we uh, will pack up and go to Disneyland in February and that's my favorite time to go. It's got the, it's a lot cheaper. The tickets are, uh, they're not a, uh, I want to say they're one day passes per park, but you can get a three day pack for a, t a lot cheaper than any other time. And then we also get a hotel that we can walk to Disneyland and the hotel has rooms that are called family rooms where there's bunk beds and in one room and a pull-out couch. And then the other room is a king bed. It's not a big room, but it's a family room. And so all six of us have our own bed and it works wonderfully. Um, and that's down the street. I'll make sure and give you guys that info. And so we do Disneyland. We drive down. It's cheaper to drive. And so that's how we do it. 
And then we also have our regular family vacation where we go away, usually somewhere, uh, Mexico or Hawaii or somewhere like that. Um, and then Ben and I usually have an anniversary trip that we plan to go away, um, as well as just unique things. This, this May we'll go to Yosemite for Mother's Day to camp with friends. So we have things that we've already planned that are vacations. And I like to kind of see it all on a full calendar so I can see where I've planned and where there are holes and where, um, I can kind of add something fun and it doesn't feel like there's nothing to look forward to. So I will lay out all of our events and all of our trips and all of our travel within the year. Now, if I don't have a specific place I'm going, but I know there's a good window, then I will mark it off as vacation to be decided or trip to be decided. So I save that week. So I'm not trying to force feed a vacation in there, but I already have a week that I'm kind of nurturing and I'm not sure what the budget will be, but at least I know I'm going away. So that is the big rocks. Then I add in my monthly stuff. And the monthly things are things I know that happen every single month or every single week. And so I'll add, you know, all of our date nights, I'll add our yard maintenance or the house cleaner, or I'll add um, the tutor that we might have for a kid or basketball practice or youth group or uh, whatever we might have that's a hair appointment, whatever it is that I know is scheduled for that month, I throw all that into the month and I know that that's what my month looks like. And then that's kind of the monthly and then I go to the week and that's when I take about every Sunday, I get on my calendar and I look through the week and I make sure and add everything I can think of that needs to be added to that week. And so I'll do maybe two or three weeks initially in January to get me started. But that's, so then when I go into the next month, I'm not shocked that I have a birthday or I have a trip planned or I've got a work event. I know what's in front of me and I know how to plan accordingly. I'll even be able to see where I need babysitting or where I'm going to need to plan for this thing. You know, maybe it's a 70th birthday from a parent or maybe it's a retirement or whatever it is. I am way up ahead and I know this is coming. And when I know it's coming, I can plan accordingly. So first things first, the first C is calendar. Get the big rocks in. Make sure you go, you do yearly, monthly, and weekly and schedule all that in. And I like to do this once I've done all of that, then Ben and I sit down and we look at it and we make sure that everybody's agreed upon the monthly and the weekly and the yearly stuff. Like every this everything we have on the calendar, we're, we all feel good about. Because there's nothing worse than your spouse being mad about something that you didn't know that they didn't want to do or didn't even know about. And then you're in the middle of, I've been planning this or I saved up for this or this is what I was planning on doing. And then all of a sudden it's like a big deal. So I like to wait for the buy-off or the buy-in, I should say. And um, it might be a little buy-off, but I like to wait for the buy-in. So usually I'll ask Ben, like, can you look at all of this and then let's, let's connect tomorrow and let me know if there's anything on here that you are not excited about or you want to change. And then we, we go from there. I don't wait for Ben to do it. Ben is not going to do that. He's got other things he does. And some of the hardest parts of marriage, I think, is when we expect that person to be different than they are and then get disappointed when they don't do something year after year. And one of the best marriage advice that I would give you is stop waiting for them to do the thing you think is romantic or you think is their job and say, I'm doing this because it helps me feel more confident and have be clear about where we're going and just take it on and don't 
punish them and don't criticize them. Just realize it's a gift on your life and that is okay. You're, you're good at this. I'm not good at a lot of things, but I do like to plan things. And so that's something I can take on and know that it's not critical. Another thing Ben and I will do, not to belabor this, but when we went on our trip to um, France last year for our anniversary, I did all the planning of the time away, the flights, the hotel, all the things I knew I could plan. But I asked him if he'd be willing to plan a couple experiences in the city um, that he could surprise me, but that that would be his contribution. And he was like, yep. And he killed it. We did a, we did a tour at the Louvre. We did some kind of you know, food and wine tasting. It was just fantastic. So just that is a way you can do that where you say, okay, I'm planning the family trip, but honey, will you pick one thing that you think would be really fun for our family? And I'll leave that to you. And that gives them a chance to participate. I'll probably end up doing that with my older kids as they get older. I'll be looking at Judah and saying, okay, Judah, we're going away and doing this at Disneyland. Can you maybe come up with something fun for us to somewhere to eat or, you know, maybe the first day, what, where we want to go, what, what place we want to land in and let them have that, that ownership. Okay. The second C. So first C is calendar. The second C is clean up spending. This is really, really important in January. And that is you want to clean up your spending in January. Now, all of us feel the pain of the holidays. <laughs> and in January, we're like, oh no, here comes the bills. Middle of January, this is a reality. But this is a really great moment to get sober about where your money is going to go rather than just allowing the money to come in. And so one thing that we do is we look at, I, I use mint.com, which is a free online. I know there's another one called Every Dollar. I tried that for a while, but mint.com seems to be my favorite. And it's every transaction, and you can create a budget within there. And it allows you to see kind of where your money is going and what, what hasn't been designated. And so for me, what I love is the first way that I like to save money and stop just mindless spending is I clean up my subscriptions. So I go through every single transaction in the month of December or even November, and I see what are those weird subscriptions that got pulled in. Maybe it was an app. Maybe it was, you know, uh, a, some kind of online membership like, you know, net, do I really need Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney, <laughs> like all of these. What can I, what can we get rid of? What are we not using anymore? It was great for a season, but it's not the season now. And then also it allows me just to revisit memberships I forgot I had that I really love and want to make sure they're a part of my life. So I revisit that to make sure that, that that's good. I like that. I'm keeping that in my, and I'll tell you what, memberships are my way of life. I mean, everything from my food to my fitness, everything comes through memberships and I love it. The third, second thing we like to do is after you've kind of been able to clean up your subscriptions is I also clean up all my returns and take backs. So after the holidays and after all the purchasing and things that are just in our home, I like to really spend time returning things, taking things back that didn't work, just making sure my money is working for me. So I spend some, I spend a significant amount of time getting into my email, seeing if there's invoices or returns or things that I need to get to before the 30 day after Christmas thing. And so you'll see me at the Amazon or the UPS drop off, dr dropping things back off because it's a really great way to make some money <laughs> is to take things back that you didn't use or you're not going to want to keep. 
And then lastly is we create a new budget. So every January, we copy and paste last year's budget into this year's budget. We like, we've used all different kinds of systems, but my favorite system is just a Google Doc that everybody has access to. It's a private doc that Ben and I have access to all year long. And a Google Doc where I just put an Excel sheet together, we copy and paste our budget, and then we can revisit that to see. It tells you, first of all, where your income is coming from. So I have a line item of all the different places the income comes from. And then uh, I go into mandatory expenses, and those are the things that have to be paid. Rent, gas, food. Um, uh, well, not food. I like, um, although we need food, I'll explain that, but, but mandatory, like life insurance, health insurance, uh, you know, all the mandatory. And then after, and below that, I do all of our discretionary spending. And those are things that I know I'm going to need to spend money on, but I can cut if I need to, uh, to make them to spend less. So that is date night or food or clothing or hair or nails or whatever those things are that if it doesn't happen, you know, it's not like we're going to die if we don't have it. You know, we really keep that there. So once we take all of that, we're able to really revisit the budget. Both Ben and I go, yeah, this is what we want to live with. And we start to kind of make sure that it really is who we are this year. Because I don't know about you, but life changes. And what was important a little while ago isn't that important. Or what was really stressful isn't that stressful anymore. So it really helps to revisit that. So my number two C is to clean up spending, subscriptions, returns, and create that new budget and sign off on it. Uh, we have a Google Doc, mint.com. There's everydollar.com, but the goal is to get your, your spending cleaned up and ready to go. If you have debt, go after your debt. What am I going to contribute? You'll be more motivated if you get all this in order, you're going to be a lot more motivated to get that debt taken care of. And all of you know that if you have debt, then your tax return is not real. <laughs> tax return goes to the debt that you have. So don't spend money like, oh, I've got this money, I'm going on vacation, and you still have debt. You need to go after that debt, get rid of the debt. If that would be my one secret to us living financially free is that Ben and I don't live with debt other than a house payment, which is low, um, and, and sometimes a car payment, uh, one car payment out of the two or three that we have, that's what we, we just are really strict about debt. And I'll tell you what, it really does help with our uh, ability to, to live financially free. And then lastly, the last C is children. So you have the first C is calendar, the second C is cleaning up spending, but the third one is children. And what I like to do is really look at my year and look at what is significant for the kids and what we need to have happen this year. So this wasn't as significant when the kids were little, but significant birthdays. Are they turning one? Are they turning five? Are they turning 10? Are they turning 13? Those are significant birthdays. And you want to make sure that you take note of that. What's the significant birthday that we want to make sure they connect with? So Judah had a 13th birthday last year. So we knew we wanted to take him on a trip and we took him to New York, but I needed to plan that months in advance. So I knew it was his 13th birthday. We looked at the year calendar and we made sure that was saved for that. 
Um, this year, our kids, you know, I'm really focused on their spiritual life. I want them to make those connections at camp and at conferences, the things that are really critical in high school and junior high. So I'm looking at their camps. I'm making sure that they can do a camp here and a camp here, and I, they can do a summer program or an internship, whatever's, you know, those things. I need to make sure I have room for those because I want them to have those spiritual monumental moments. Another thing is when our kids turn 13, we like to kind of do a rite of passage with them. And so Judah turned 13 this year. And so Ben is planning a hiking trip with a couple guys to kind of have a rite of passage for Judah to talk about manhood and to, to really experience or to at least set him up for that idea that these are the men around you that you can go to, talk to, that are going to pray for you. And they're the safe men that we want you to, to know. And so we know that that's a rite of passage or a monumental moment. So for us, for the kids, another thing is I like to look at where does the, each kid need encouragement or help? One of them might need tutoring. So let's make sure we schedule the tutoring and make that a priority. Maybe one of them needs to work on eating healthier. And so that means I'm going to need to think about what I'm making and where they're going and what they're doing. And, you know, one thing we talked about with one of our, our kids, but all of them will get this, is we do hot lunch, which is easy for mom. But I also am like, oh, wow, is that even really good on their health? I don't let them get chocolate milk on <laughs> during the week. I tell them you may not get chocolate milk, you know, you may not get juice, those kind of things at hot lunch. But ultimately, they're not, it's not organic, it's not healthy, and it's not whole food. So uh, really looking at that and saying, okay, could we cut out hot lunch like two days a week rather than all five so that they can begin to eat a little healthier because we are watching this in one of our kids. He has a tendency to be so... Uh, particular about food that he only eats um, crap. So <laughs> monitoring that. I know I'm in charge of that. I'm not naive, but um, you know, you can only monitor so much. And then when they're with their friends or they're at school or they're at youth group or whatever, then they end up, you know, eating what they want to eat. So trying to help him make better choices. So I look at all of that. And then once that's set up, that means I've been able to see my entire year I've been able to see where my kids are on the calendar and what's happening in their lives. I also plan out one, um, each of the boys get to go on a trip with me. And so I plan out what trip is good for that kid to go on. That's another thing I'll plan with the kids. And then also I clean up our spending and have a fresh 2020 uh, fresh calendar to know where I'm going. So once all of that is set, I do one last thing, and this isn't part of the C's, although it could be the fourth C, which is Christ, is I ask God for one word that is connected to this year. Like, what's the one word that you want me to use? I remember one year it was intentionality. You know, another year was healing. Um, this year is connection. And I feel like the Lord wants me to really work on connection and re revitalizing and re kind of refreshing connections that I had in the past that I haven't really nurtured. And I need to go back and nurture those. So that kind of filter allows me to know what's that prophetic word that I want to use this year as a good filter. So all of that, I'm telling you, if you could spend a couple hours and really do this as a couple, as a family, even as just a woman 
or a man by yourself. Just because you don't have a family doesn't mean you can't be intentional about your calendar and what you want to do. Do you want to do a missions trip this year? Do you want to be able to give to a certain charity this year? Do you want to, uh, you know, attend a certain conference this year? I don't know what it is, but, but really plan that out. You don't have any money. Ben and I always, when we didn't have any money, we would go and visit someone and stay with them. That means housing is free. We may have to stay together in a little room, but that allowed us to go places without spending a ton of money. So you'll figure that out. But the goal is, is to get ahead of your calendar, set up your year, set up your goals, where you want to go. Uh, make sure that all of that's in front of you, a fresh, clean budget, the prophetic word that you're using as a filter this year. And when you do all that, wow, you are ready to go. And I promise you, you'll feel a whole lot more empowered. All right, that's it for now. I'll try and get these in the show notes so you guys know uh, at least some of these touch points. And um, lastly is this. Before we close out, this was a longer podcast. Wow, 35 minutes. Okay, before we close out, I just want to ask you to do one quick thing for me. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you love it, um, don't forget to leave me a review. I listen to podcasts all the time and they always ask for this. And I'm like, really? why are you asking me for a review? Like, I like your podcast. I'm listening to it. Okay. But what I didn't understand was that the way that Apple works or podcasts work, I should say, the reviews allow people to find you. So when you have fresh reviews, then people are actually able to find you and this allows people to connect with you. So that's one of the best ways you can do to encourage me with this podcast is just leave me a fresh review and I read each and every one of those. If you were at the I Do Hard Things event or you did the I Do Hard Things online Bible study with our Truth to Table app, would you do me the biggest massive favor? Would you please go on Amazon and write a review for the book. There's about 33 reviews there right now, but there were hundreds of books, if not thousands of books that went out to the world. And if you are one of those that got the book, would you please take some time and write me a review? I don't want to beg, but I will beg. I just need, I need you to go in there and write a review so that again, people that are considering purchasing the book see, uh, you know, that stamp of approval and it allows them to make a better decision. So if you are able to do that with five minutes of your time, that would really bless me. And I think encourage other people uh, to find things that will help nurture their life in Christ. That's it for today. This was a long one, but we were ready for it. I love you guys and I'll catch you next time.